Welcome to Noise Tangent, Episode 6. Today, we're chatting with Stephen Stahl. In addition to his movie podcast, The Hold Up with Stephen Stahl, Stephen is an independent filmmaker and he runs a film festival called the Sick and Wrong Film Festival based in Orlando, Florida. Stick around after the conversation for links and more. How you doing? Good. I, you know, I actually have kind of a headache. Eh. It's from living in Florida. It's bad for oh, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's terrible <laughs> for you. I can't. Like, I'm sure that's what it is. The oh. weather changes here so much. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Dude, it's funny the amount of people that I talk to and interact with on a regular basis that live in Florida. It's just insane. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I don't like if I weren't living in Orlando, I don't think I'd want to live anywhere in Florida. Um, and I don't really want to live in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what do you? I mean, do? you are close to know. Disney there, so you know. Yeah, yeah. We just got some passes again after yeah. several years of not having them. Yeah, I saw your uh, post. I mean, that's kind of cool. How far from how far of a drive from Disney are you? Ooh, there we go. There's my face. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Um, it's like, I mean, depending on traffic, uh, between like twenty and forty minutes oh. drive generally. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. It's drive. great, like, having the passes. It used to be, I don't know, they started this new thing this year um, where, like, you have to tell them what day you're going to come ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't, uh, like, uh, putting caps on the uh, attendance at the park or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's going to last, you know, forever or uh, it's just a pandemic measure or what. But uh, it used to be, like, when we had our passes, it was like, hey, we're both off work and bored. Let's go out to Disney. Yeah. And if we went out there and it was rainy or too crowded or something, we could be like, eh, you know, let's go home. And it was no biggie because we had the passes. Yeah, so I'm hoping exactly. Back into that kind of groove again. Kennywood is our local, um, our local uh, amusement park. So we've, mm-hmm. we've often thought about getting um, season passes, essentially. For yeah, it. yeah. Of course, now up here, you know, they close during the wintertime because, you know, oh, yeah. ain't nobody <laughs> want to ride a roller coaster in minus 10. Because you actually have a winner up there. Yes, this is true. We do. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't really do that kind of thing down Not here. Not much Florida. of a wintered place down there. Yeah, I was. Down, I think <laughs> no. I probably told you this. I was down there. Oh man, probably in two thousand five or six or something like that for a mm-hmm. for a business trip, and it was like in October or November. And I was thinking, you know, oh, you know, it's getting into fall. Nope, nice not jacket. in Florida. Nope. <laughs> it was still 85 and ridiculously humid. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Shorts and t-shirt you, it is. Like, I could see, you know, I lived in Orlando for a year and then left and then came back. In February of 2003, I was here and, like, for the whole month of february i was wearing my jacket it was freezing the whole time right like uh mm-hmm. well i mean it was cold the whole time freezing some of the time wore a jacket the whole month yeah. moved away came back february 2008 i needed a light jacket like two or three days out of the month yeah. like you could just see it like it's not even just the climate change hitting and now uh i just don't think i'll ever need a jacket in florida again probably probably not and and let me tell you man even here in pittsburgh so like over yeah. sometime in july in uh, August, we had uh, we had some days where it felt like living in Augusta, like the, yeah, yeah. With the heat and the humidity. I mean, like the what you call it, the heat the heat index was like 104 yeah. degrees or something. It's like what the hell, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like we moved 12 hours north and it didn't seem to make a goddamn bit of difference. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I a couple years ago I went to uh, D.C. 
in I think it was like the end of March or something like mm-hmm. that. And it was already super gross down here in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm driving up to, to Washington D.C. That's like, or I'm flying up to Washington D.C. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot chiller. Uh, I'll pack myself a jacket, you know. Um, yeah. I get to enjoy some nice, cool weather. I had forgotten that Washington, D.C. was built on a swamp. Uh, yes. And, uh, <laughs> God, it was just so gross. It, gets, it wasn't quite as hot, but it yeah, was still just as humid. Super humid, yeah. My uh, my uncle was a uh, was a lobbyist there in D.C. Mm-hmm. and lived in D.C. for like 30 years. So he retired to Florida, but um, <laughs> he and his wife. Yeah, I remember going to visit them. And but uh, you know we lived in part of the time in West Virginia, part of the time down south. You know when we would go and visit, it seemed like it was always just humid there, not hot like you said necessarily. Yeah. But it was yeah. just always like sticky out there, you know. Yeah, and I was hoofing it all over the place. I didn't rent a car. Oh or anything. yeah, dude. The <laughs> what what is it about DC, man? It's like oh, it's a walkable city. Well, I guess if you want to walk fifty miles in a day, it's perfectly walkable. Right. We went uh, the last time I was in DC was in twenty. I think it was twenty ten. Because uh, mm-hmm. my cousin was was he in, no he was teaching music at a school there and his wife was a uh, well is a nurse but she was a nurse in D.C. and mm-hmm. they're like oh I remember the occasion was the the <gasps> Turkish uh, the American Turkish festival was taking place and we had mm-hmm. a friend whose band was playing at the Turkish festival so like oh you know we'll go out and we'll see them play and we'll do some touristy stuff and we'll hang out with my cousin you know make a whole thing of it. And uh, dude, we aside from the part the parts that my cousin Ryan was like, okay, well let's take the train, which of course Drew <laughs> thought was the coolest thing ever. We walked a million fucking miles around that yeah. city. It's like, can't we just <laughs> Uber it or take a cab or something? <laughs> oh my god, you know. And then it's like we walk a country mile to get to like Arlington, and then you know Arlington yeah, yeah. is five billion acres or whatever it was. You know, and walk over. It's just like, oh, just kill me. <laughs> On on my last day at my DC trip, I checked out of my my hotels. You know, had everything in my bag, and I'm walking around, and I didn't feel like going back to the like educators convention or whatever I was mm-hmm. there for. So I said, I I looked it up, and it's oh, the zoo is free. Okay, cool. Oh, I'll go the, to the Washington DC Zoo is pretty cool, actually. No, yeah. it was great. It was a great yeah. zoo. What I didn't realize before I got there was that it's built on the side of a fucking mountain <laughs> cliff, yeah. and you have to like, <laughs> I I got there. You know, the bus dropped me or the the train wherever I was dropped yeah. me off at the bottom, and I like walked up to the top of the mountain and then walk back down to the bottom to get a bus and uh i don't know what it was but i realized i looked at my map i wanted to go get some coffee or something and i found a starbucks nearby and i'm like oh it's just over there oh that means walking back up on top of the mountain <laughs> to go over to the scaling starbucks. the mountain again <laughs> yeah get out your climbing funny. gear and your carabiners <laughs> and your safety equipment to climb up the side of the right. hill yeah <laughs> and i'm wearing my slip-on shoes with no socks oh yeah to, you know i wanted to travel easy in the airplane yeah you know? of course <laughs> and just inviting blisters from all from all sides. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it was yeah, rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, cool. Well, I, this is um, I'm gonna put this eventually on my podcast. Uh, it's called Noise Tangent. I'm, I've started recording while we were bullshitting there, oh, so, okay. which is fine. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, that's usually what my uh, podcast ends up being is just two, you know, two people bullshitting, really. But uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think that's like at least seventy-five percent of my podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a fun part. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, we should probably talk about that movie that we were both supposed to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, I do, I just do uh, interview. Well, uh, that's the thing. I don't like to call them interviews because I have found that inter- the word when you say, "Oh, I want to interview you," 
people, yeah. I don't want to say freak out, but they really sort of get anxious and nervous about it. Like, oh my God, right, he's going right, to ask right. me all these hard hitting questions and all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 let's say, let's just have a chat. Let's have a conversation, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that put, seems to yeah, put exactly. people at ease, you know? Um, yeah, it's not like uh, inside the actor's studio. No, where exactly. Are gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to know my uh, thoughts on acting because I can't act. So, you know, nobody wants to hear that. What's your favorite word? What? What? What's your yeah. favorite word? <laughs> what a weird. What a weird question. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so how uh, how have things been going? So I know that you are finally. Or, no, I say finally. I know you were fully funded a while back. So congrats on that, by uh, the way. Yes, for the fat fleshy fingers. Fat fleshy. Fingers, yes, that's right. So we'll start there, and then we can wander off in whatever direction <laughs> you want to. So you're funded. So what mm-hmm. sort of stage are you in now as far as, you know, if, like pre-production or shooting or what's going yeah. on? I, the the answer to that is uh, it's kind of everything, actually, because, you know, Fat Felicia Fingers is a an anthology film, so there's a bunch of different segments, mm-hmm. and each of the uh, filmmakers is basically in their own stage of their production for oh instance. gotcha okay uh, so it's not all on you them. you've got a right. okay i see all right so a lot of them are still in pre-production mm-hmm. um one of them is actually one of the segments is actually starting shooting tomorrow oh nice okay. um, yeah yeah i'm really excited about that they're going to get a brunt of their, of their shooting done tomorrow and then they're just going to do little like little pickups for the rest of the month because i give it i stretched out the 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 timeline for the thing because mm-hmm. it just wasn't working out most of the people working on the project most of the filmmakers are you know professional filmmakers yeah. and doing gigs and stuff and they they're doing this thing uh it's a it's a it's a labor of love so you know it doesn't take precedence over right. um the the stuff that pays the bills so yeah, well, like course, uh, yeah. our schedules have, have slid around a little bit but it's yeah. all good yeah some of the some of them have already started or some of them are starting shooting really soon some of them are going to be shooting in october I'm still hoping, what I'm hoping for right now is to get all of the segments shot and in hand before the year's over. Okay. And then after that uh, becomes, like, I don't want to give people the wrong impression. If anybody is listening who supported the, the, the film, we're in kind of the long period of no updates for a while. Right, right. <laughs> because after, even after this, the segments are shot, once they come in, there's going to be a lot of post-production to, uh, uh, like, conform all of the segments together. And then Berlin has to, the animator, she's going to have to draw all the interstitial segments that connect all the segments. Okay, all right. So, so that was going to be another it, quick question, if you don't mind. Yeah. So no, no. You've, got, you've got the filmmakers who are shooting and then editing their own bits. Right. That so then, so they send it to you, and it's like, here's my mm-hmm. segment, segment completely done, edited, and ready to go. And then you have somebody on your team, so to speak, doing the interstitials to sort of do be the connecting thread between those segments. Yeah. So, so okay. the people, um, I mentioned Gurleen, She's the animator. Mm-hmm. Uh, her partner Anthony. The two of them together are a uh, what are they? I don't know what to call them. They're a creative group called Zim and Timo, and they've got a lot of social media, and they they've been um, creating animated films for a really long time and uh, I was really happy to get to work with them. I am really happy to be t- able to work with them. Oh man, I'm sorry. Nope, oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> we just had tacos for dinner. So. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> and so they're going to actually make, you know, it, it was important to me um, to have all the makers, the filmmakers, be as kind of free as possible. So yeah. 
we didn't do what you might see in other other projects where like this segment has to end on a scene like this so that the next segment oh, will pick right. up on a scene mm-hmm. like that yeah so instead what we're going to do is we we've all been talking together you know me and the filmmakers we've all been talking uh for months now and we're gonna when we get all the segments and we're going to decide how to lay them out and then she's going to draw connecting stories like little mini stories like 30 oh, 30, 30 okay. or 45 second stories to connect each of the segments together all right what that brings to mind like in major cinema is um mm-hmm. uh the movie heavy metal the animated movie heavy metal where you had it was an well i'm sure you've seen it and it's it's, it's an anthology and you know it's got uh, yeah. that connecting thread of the loch nar that sort of floats in and out of the stories so that's really cool, dude. So when yeah, when are you excited. hoping to have it? Uh, you know, I, I say done. <laughs> I guess you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. this okay. So I'll be I'll be real honest right now. My original plan was a little unfeasible. I wanted to have it done in time to submit to a couple of particular festivals whose submission periods are closing toward the end of the year, and it's not going to turn out that way. Uh, so, you know, we might have, uh, like I said, I'm hoping to have all the segments before the year is over. And then it'll probably be, uh, I don't know, between th- like maybe three months more mm-hmm. of post-production, post-production before the movie's totally ready to go. So that okay. would put us, March or April. I, I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah, I got yeah, my yeah. fingers crossed that right. the movie will be like packaged up and ready to go as of March. Okay. But in my years of submitting films to festivals i've learned a lot of things uh, that i didn't know at the very beginning and one of the things you want to do with your festival submissions is you want to start with your wish list festivals right start for the ones that that are your absolute dream festivals submit to those and uh if you get picked up you don't get picked up or whatever um just start moving down your list and a lot of those festivals that i really want to get into they won't be open for submissions at the time that this movie's done Mm, okay so it is possible, and I'm, I'm kind of trying to brace myself for this possibility, and it's not something you really plan. Uh, I mean, if you're better, you're more experienced with this, and you have, you're better at planning than I am, you do plan for it, but it's entirely possible that they, the movie might not start going to festivals until the second half of next year. Hmm, okay. And that's that sounds, you know, I know it's frustrating for people who want to see it right away, like me. I would, I would love to see it right away yeah, and get yeah. it out to everybody, but it can really help your movie if if you're going with this path you know a lot of people take a lot of different paths but if you're going with the festival path it can really help to start at those those shoot the moon targets that yeah. you're looking for yeah. first right and because you never you never know who might say oh yeah we love this let's go ahead and pick it up yeah. you know you got to try if you get and this is something i didn't know and I'll, I'll let everybody benefit if you have some filmmakers in your audience i'll let them benefit from my 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 woes <laughs> if you have a film and you really want to get it into bigger festivals i start when i started out when i started off making films my first uh, short film that i made i submitted at kind of like the region the i, I don't want to say low as in the quality statement mm-hmm, i don't mean it like that but in the in the reach uh in in terms of reach i was submitting to like small regional fests yeah. you know and my plan being a dummy was <laughs> that I would build up steam at some of these regional fests, and then I'd go to someplace bigger, go to like you know I don't know like Slam Dance or something, and say, "Hey, look, guys, I played at 50 regional fests. Right, don't right. you want my movie?" Yeah. And what I didn't figure out for an embarrassing long period of time is that those big fests like Slam Dance, 
That's like the exact opposite of what they want. They don't want movies that have been played at 50 festivals. Uh, they, they want, want movies that have played nowhere. Yeah, that nobody's seen yet. Ah, okay. Right, exactly. Okay. Does that uh, vary from festival to festival? Like some of them want stuff that's fresh out of the can that nobody's ever seen before. Others are more impressed by, like you said, oh, this is played at 50 regionals before. Is well, I'll, just... I'll be um, – yeah, it, it varies. Some people – okay, I don't want to throw shade on other fest directors, but I yeah, feel like yeah. uh, <laughs> some uh, – Fests have premiere requirements that are a little unreasonable. Okay. Me, I run sick and wrong, right? And honestly, if you have a movie that has played at Slamdance and it's played at South by Southwest and it's played at um, uh, Fantastic Fest and it's played at even Florida Film Festival and it comes to me and I like it, I'm still going to play it. Yeah, sure. At sick and wrong. I don't, yeah. I don't mind at all. I, right. But... If it has played a bunch of fests that are smaller than me mm-hmm. in my same area, right. like if you play, well, I, I don't think, don't call any any names out, but if but if a, if a movie has played a bunch of smaller fests yeah. uh, and in my area, and I know that my audience is not like nobody, everybody in my audience has already seen it, probably seen it before, you know, yeah. that's gonna make me not want to yeah, not want to program, right. not know? not want to screen it, right? Because but if a movie is played, like I said, if it played a slam dance, you know. I'm happy to have it. Yeah, I, for I, sure. Generally, I, I've had some slam dance subs that you know, slam dance and I didn't really agree on. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's see, this is this whole thing is fascinating to me because it's almost like a whole, and I don't want to say underground because it's certainly not, but it's a whole industry. Uh, the the whole the film fest Absolutely. industry is a, is a whole different world because you know from a consumer perspective and just your standard everyday consumer, you know, going mm-hmm. to watch movies buying blu-rays essentially you know you see the big stuff that comes out on the screen sometimes you get lucky and your local uh movie house will play some art house type films uh you know or you've got the uh, like pittsburgh has a couple of art house cinemas uh that i don't know if they've recovered after covid yet but you know we're lucky but like down in augusta there was no room for uh, an art house theater you know it wouldn't have right, made right. 50 cents you know if somebody opened it so you know, I mean, I think Lachat tries to do that to a to an extent, you know, yeah. but they're essentially a live venue. They're not really a movie venue, so you know, there's right, so much right. they can do as well. There are, you know, there are a couple of really great old theaters in downtown Augusta. Somebody probably could do. I would say somebody probably could do a pretty kick-ass movie uh, festival there. I think they do. It's a very specific, like the Southern this, that, and the other thing film fest goes, uh, at least before COVID it was going on yeah, yeah. every year because my buddy Tim is the, he's got my old job at the Imperial Theater of a oh. technical director. So when they yeah. would do that, he has to open the theater and run all the, the sound and do all that stuff. So they do a, uh, but I think it's just the one, and I think it's a very sort of niche type of a movie that they accept for it. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't, and I've never ever even been to it, so I really can't, <laughs> you know. But uh, like I said, just from from a pure consumer standpoint, the whole movie festival circuit is just is fascinating to me because it's just, uh, you know, it's just a whole other world, really. Yeah, it really is. Like it, it's a whole world, and it's got its rules, and nobody tells you the rules. Uh, <laughs> you got to discover. <laughs> you got to figure own. it out on your own. And I, I know there are people out there uh, selling books right now on how to win the festival circuit or whatever. And you know, whatever. Um, God bless them. Everybody has to have a scam, right? Sell your book. Uh, <laughs> but well, yeah, that's I what think, it is. Yeah. 
<laughs> how to make um, money in 30 days write a book yeah, about exactly. something and sell that book you know yeah exactly yeah. exactly uh with the film festival world i think there's a lot of people in it who have different ideas about the purpose that it serves mm-hmm. so you know you'll get uh i know filmmakers who oh you know regardless of the kind of movies they make i think i, I know a lot of people who make some great movies but some people want to collect all the laurels that they can get right they yeah. get all the all the selections they can get because they're making their rationale is maybe they're making short films and like uh there's not a lot of distribution options for mm-hmm. short films mm-hmm. and if they want to get something that that maybe gives them a little bit of benefit um financial benefit they feel like they'll be more attractive they'll have a, a more attractive package if they right. have a bunch of laurels right yeah. Yeah. and there's that's a perfectly valid approach yeah. other people i know uh, are making you know this tends to apply more to like uh, feature filmmakers where they don't want a ton of laurels. What they want is two or even one really prestigious laurel. Like yeah, if your movie right. world premieres at Sundance, you don't have to go to any more festivals. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or can or the Cannes <laughs> right. Film Festival. Yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I think that's how Kevin Smith did it. I mean, I don't know that he submitted, and I could be wrong, but I don't know that he submitted uh, Clerks to like a mm-hmm. bunch of different film festivals. I think somebody saw his film and said, hey, I'm going to submit this to, it was either Cannes or I think, it, was it Cannes or was mm-hmm. it the big one out in... Uh, uh, was it Sundance? Sun, it might have been Sundance, yeah, yeah, but, Sundance. Sun, yeah. The, but they screened it at Sun, Sundance and uh, one of the Weinsteins loved it and, you know, the rest is mm-hmm. history, basically. So, you know, maybe in, in that respect, he just sort of lucked up that some that the right people saw the film. You know. Yeah, I, that's I, I I know that the the festival world was a completely different universe in 1992 well, sure, than it yeah, is right course. now. You know? yeah, yeah. Uh, since well, movie making was I, completely different too because you didn't have all that's the digital. True too, you didn't have all the digital stuff. Yeah, Kevin Smith like maxed out a whole bunch of credit cards to shoot that yeah, movie because yeah. he was shooting on 16 millimeter film. Right. When you look at and this is not a dig. I I will I confess I'm not a huge Clerks fan. I didn't like the movie very much. Okay. <laughs> but just from a, a purely technical perspective mm-hmm. when you look at that movie now you think okay that should be like a a, a fifteen hundred dollar movie right yeah, right, <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. i mean literally all the sets were made for them i mean you know <laughs> they shot at night so they kept the they kept the uh the, the roll doors down the, the, so you couldn't tell it was night right. you know that's why that's why you know somebody jammed gum in the lock again you know uh, yeah, you're right. It would have been. It could have been shot for you know probably two grand if they didn't have to pay for all the uh, the cellulose. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Or all the all the film I, stock rather. There's another group, uh, a group of filmmakers, uh, and again, I'm not. There's no correlation. Like in terms of what your career plan is or what your film plan is, there's no correlation between uh, film, like your outlook on the film industry and the quality of movie that you're making. Because I've known people at all levels with uh, taking all different paths who have great movies and people taking all different paths who have not so great movies. Right, but sure. like, you know, there's the, the another group of people where they feel like most important thing for them is to get their movie out in front of people as much as possible. And right. so they they put their movies straight on YouTube. Yeah. And that's no shame. Like that's no, great. it's a perfectly uh, legit avenue, I would think. It is as a completely legit yeah. avenue. Um, fucking monetize it. Go to town, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it's such a like between money and effort and anxiety and time, making movies is such a a, a draining endeavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I I don't begrudge anybody trying to get theirs back. However, right. they're trying to do yeah. it. You know, uh, I think 
for the kind of movies I tend to make, that path is sort of closed to me because, uh, I first of all, the movies that I make aren't they don't have wide appeal. They're very weird, you know. They're very uh, and and furthermore, niche. They have the, the kind word you're looking con- for is niche. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess I can't argue that. Uh, but I don't want to give the like. Uh, I mean, and I'm not, it, I'm not saying that in a derogatory manner. No, 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 yeah. not at all. I'm just like I don't want people to think that like uh, you know, there's the old um, trope about the like when you think independent film, you think a black and white movie where a woman in a slip with oh. smoking a cigarette is sitting at a table yeah. with a clown, yeah. and then Finn. Finn, you know. yeah, and you're like, <laughs> that's what I think at what? first, and that's yeah. just my baggage. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, that that is the trope, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but like my last movie, not my last movie, but the movie that I have that has gotten the most success so far, mm-hmm. it literally cannot be monetized on YouTube because of the content to it. Oh, right? like there's, okay. You know, it's it's. I mean, it's dick sucking Hitler. Like there's no <laughs> YouTube won't put yeah, ads they, on that. They won't let me show that to be. Probably I frown them, upon I mean. that. I would think. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm <laughs> no bit, YouTube right. expert, but you know. <laughs> There's a website called Film Hub, and if you're trying to distribute your own movie, you need to get on Film Hub. And I started, I don't know, probably six months getting my movie up on Film Hub, and then I never finished filling out the form because uh, I got distracted by 9,000 other things. Yeah, of course. I'll get around to it eventually. Maybe yeah, I'll get yeah. a nickel at some point. Your your camera, anyway. by the way, if I can give you some technical, not advice, uh, but your camera is is, is like a, a slideshow sometimes. It's it's freezes up periodically. Oh, it's uh, it's got to be the the connection cuz I think I see you uh chunking up too. Yeah, probably. On well, at, uh, with on our end sadly it's Comcast. We've moved from Xfinity, oh, yeah. which is the residential, to Comcast Business since I've got the radio station hmm. and it yeah. helped a little bit, but it didn't help that much because we yeah, still just like in the middle of a broadcast for no reason the signal will just drop and it'll come back and it'll drop. Yeah. And I don't know. I need to call and yell at Comcast Business, I guess. But evidently, one of the advantages of going through them is they've got instead of wading through their constant, you know, uh, stream of idiots in their uh, in their uh, <laughs> you get to talk help to center, humans. you get to actually talk to a human first and foremost, and they're actually apparently <laughs> well versed in these things. So we'll see yeah. because you know IT <laughs> is what I do, and I've done everything I could do on my end, and there's still a problem. So it's got to be them. But anyway, that's. So I'm on I'm on AT and T. I got gigabit fiber out here, oh, uh, and I, fiber. I it was spectacular. Yeah. But I think when I first got it, I was maybe the only one on my switch who had it. Oh yeah. And uh, I I was under the impression that I had the fiber running straight to my house, but I think it might be going to a switch out there. And now more people are picking it up. Uh, I don't we, know for sure. Before we moved here, we had. Um, for two years uh, before we bought this house, we had um, Verizon FiOS, their service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for two years, we had no problems. Yeah. Rain, snow, sleet, hail, no problems whatsoever. It was, you know, the internet was always on. It was fast. TV was always on. It was fine, you know. And we get here, and within the first, like, three months, I had to have technicians come out, like, three or four times because it was just, it was always dropping, and... Yeah. It was just it was just a clown show really. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Finally somebody discovered that the coax that was that was being utilized had originally been run for a satellite dish. And mm. the the two 
cables apparently are slightly different so he <laughs> yanked all that and ran new and it was it was brilliant for a while and then uh randomly it just drops for no for reasons that i can't figure out i mean i've literally yeah. built a second computer to test and it does it on that one too so it's not it yeah. yeah so it's it's not me i don't think so i mean yeah i uh um i remember god it has to be 10 at least years ago now when google was rolling out google fiber yeah and i was so like i would for a while i would watch their map to see what cities they were planning hoping they would come to my city yeah. desperately hoping and i finally gave up on it but it wasn't until years later when i read some you know i started paying attention to stuff going on behind the scenes and i, I read some uh in some trade an article about how google didn't, they never wanted to be in the fiber business. Their goal was to kind of ignite the providers to start rolling out fucking fiber so that they oh, could, yeah. you know, have a better have better Google services right. available so to everybody. Can, right, you know? exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound like the kind of business anybody wants to be. Yeah, <laughs> right? no, infrastructure. No, it seems like a huge, uh, a huge headache. Yeah. Quite honestly, yeah. Well, yeah. and sadly, this well, this is one of those neighborhoods where, you know, we moved just to, to the other side of town. This neighborhood mm -hmm. doesn't offer, we we can't get Verizon Fios here. So we were stuck with Comcast, you know, well, yeah. Xfinity or whatever the fucking call yeah. themselves, you know, or um, well, the other one was like Windstream, which is a DSL provider. And they're, oh, mm -hmm. we, we had them before at, the, at another house and they were just, they were terrible. So, well, I guess Comcast it is. And, you know, I periodically I'll jump onto the Fios website and do a search for my neighborhood, see if they're – nope, nope. How about, you know, Google Fiber, same thing. Nope. Oh, well. Sucks to be me. I just have to call and yell at Comcast, I guess. But anyway, that's sort of right. a bit of a tangent. So let's go outside of fat, fleshy fingers then. So okay. uh, what is – so what is, like, uh, consuming your time lately? What are you what's, – what's your project you got going on, like, right now? So there's the Sick and Wrong <laughs> Film Festival, and right. that has been – at the forefront of all my time since submissions opened a few months ago. And the submissions are getting close to, to finishing now. Oh, okay. Um, the September, at the end of September, is the regular deadline. And then there's a late deadline that costs a little more throughout October. And at the end of October, that's it. Um, the festival's coming up in December after that, so notifications come out in November. The festival will happen in December. There's a, there's a little sub-project of the festival that is what I'm I'm really hyper focused on right now. It is the thing. Uh, it's called the Sick and Wrong. <laughs> I, I'm so bad at naming things. It's called the Sick and Wrong 72 Hour Film Debacle. No, I like that actually. I saw I saw a <laughs> post on on your Facebook. I think yeah, that's the film debacle. I love that actually. Yeah. It's it's I it was a thing that I came up with last year because I was in you know we were all in lockdown and like we probably should be right now mm -hmm. so you know hashtag Florida but anyway <laughs> well you said it not me buddy <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always liked the idea you you've probably heard of these like forty eight hour film competitions mm -hmm. yeah yep. always liked the idea of those things but. It always seemed kind of a um, – there are a lot of little hassles that, that made it seem like a nightmare to me. For instance, like trying to make a movie in 48 hours is – Jesus, I just – I'm not up to it, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's also other things like um, for the 48-hour film festivals, I think there's a big one that most people think of when they say 48, uh, and it's sort of like global. It's got all these different little like the Orlando 48 and the, the – you know, I don't know, Louisville 48 or whatever, mm -hmm. and then 
the winners that those go to another round or something like that. But anyway, the, the thing that always bothered me about these movies was that they were so, I don't know, I guess they're worried about cheating. So what they do is they throw a bunch of requirements at you, like uh, you'll find out you have to make a movie in, they give you, randomly give you a genre, for instance, right? or to start with, right? Okay. They randomly give you a genre. I think sometimes they let you pick from two. They randomly give you a prop you have to use. Oh, so in other words, they don't want somebody, you know, doing a 48, uh, making a film in 48 hours when actually it's already in the can and they can just go, hey, ta-da, look at that, we've made a movie. Yeah, yeah. So they they throw you this prop, they give you a, uh, um, they give you a line of dialogue that you have to say exactly, and if you get it wrong, like this is, this happens in at least the Orlando 48, Uh, I knew some, uh, a team that, you know, they got one word wrong in this line that they were told to include, and they just got disqualified. Really? Yeah, and and there's other things too. Like they're you're, they give you a name. You're supposed to give your character one of the characters a name, and I'm like, who cares about this stuff? You know, yeah. uh, it doesn't make for a fun movie to have all this crap in there. In my opinion, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And here I am alienating anybody who runs a 48 hour film <laughs> competition. So what I decided to do last year. So I wanted to make one of these film competitions, but I wanted to do it in a way that didn't have any of the things that I didn't like. So I created the debacle, which the very first thing is that it's a 72-hour and that's competition. what for three days. Three days. Three days. Okay, right. Okay. So generally, uh, the way it shakes out is you take a day to write and pre-pro, then a day to shoot, and then a day to edit and deliver. You know, okay. uh, is what they say. But you know, some teams manage their time different ways hey, yes. but yeah. so that was the first thing is i wanted it just like i don't want to sound too sentimental but my first goal with the festival proper the film festival proper the second wrong film festival is that i always wanted it to be a place where filmmakers wanted to come mm-hmm. you know i wanted it to be fun for them first and that was the same place i was starting with the debacle is i wanted it to be fun for the people involved and when i see i've seen friends of mine finish up these 48 hour contests and they're miserable like they just hated it and well, yeah because you know, they haven't slept for two days and they probably suffered injuries while they were filming and, and they've, they've wound up yeah. by a lot of these requirements they've wound up with a film that maybe they're not 100 percent thrilled about right, like right you know they got handed you know the genre thing is something that kills me is you that get would handed, be tough yeah yeah, like what? I don't want to make a romance movie. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, like, why would I... make a rom com, and you're like, really? Have you seen any of my <laughs> <Really>? movies? <laughs> so that's the first thing is that yeah. I, I made it 72 hours uh, to let everybody breathe a little bit because I want them everybody to have fond memories. Yeah, definitely. The second thing is that it's it's a totally and this came because of last year, but I'm keeping it forever. Uh, it's a totally online event, oh, so okay. it's open to filmmakers literally everywhere. Right, so uh, they will, you know, I'm going to have a kickoff event where I give each team their prompts and I give each team their, I start each team's timer and then they run off and they finish their movie and upload it and then I'll screen online for the world. So the whole thing takes place online, which means filmmakers, last year we had filmmakers in Australia, we had filmmakers in the UK, we had filmmakers uh, in Canada, we had filmmakers all over the place, you know, LA, you know. I I love that. I love... um, taking advantage you know i feel like we have this internet now right like might as well take advantage of it yeah seriously because you know 20 30 years ago you couldn't have done anything like that i mean absolutely it would have had been all local and you'd have had you know a handful of people if that right 
right. handful of movie makers. So, so yeah, I, I I love opening it up to everybody. Yeah. I mean, God, man, can you remember? Can you imagine trying to stream a film festival over like Real Player in nineteen ninety eight? Oh my God, no, no. <laughs> I, it's funny though. A, a good friend of mine. Well, he's one of the dudes on uh, the uh, Round Table of Fools. He was uh, he worked for a company in Augusta. Got called out because uh, uh, somebody somebody's having problems with their internet. So he goes to this house, and some dude was streaming live porn over uh, Real Player. I mean, this is like back in the <laughs> early mid '90s, maybe. And and of course, you know, he's like he's like, okay, I'm gonna fix your internet. You know, he of course didn't mind that that call, but. I was just like, I can't even imagine like the potato quality of those videos and you know trying well, to 240 <laughs> pixel videos. Exactly, it's like sitting there staring at the screen, like what? What's going on? I can't even see what. I think that's a boob. I think that was a boob. No, exactly. wait, no, like, it's an elbow. No, Crap. damn it. <laughs> no, that was a knee. Damn it. Yeah, but uh, uh, he's got a whole funny story behind it. But uh, yeah, it's just like I can. Yeah, no, same thing though. Trying to do a. Do a film a, over real player back in the day would have just been next to impossible. Yeah, for sure. It would have been, yeah, it would have been awful. <laughs> yeah. But now we have all this technology. So yeah. Like, let's fucking yeah. use it, you know? Yeah, uh, for let's sure. Let's jump on it. In terms of, like, what I give the filmmakers to work with, I, I don't do all the props. And I do, what I do, instead of a genre, I give them a mood. Oh, um, Okay. Last year, and, and you'll appreciate this because uh, it's nerdy, but I was rolling dice. Like, I had D10 and D20, and I was yeah, rolling cool. dice to randomly generate their mood and their plot elements. So, like, last year, the moods I had were things like, I don't remember all of them now, but I had moods like horny, right? <laughs> you can make any genre a movie you want, but it's got to be horny. Yeah, or okay. um, we had emo was in there. Oh, cool, and yeah. murderous, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so I, I think that's, I, I felt like that was a... A better yeah better no that's cool that way they can make a horror movie that includes a horny dude or a horny girl or <laughs> right, something right. like that or something yeah or or if somebody wants to make a, a rom-com and <laughs> with the murderous mood that would be hilarious by the way but anyway yeah yeah cool no yeah. that's a great idea actually yeah for sure i did my that. Uh, i i had emo in there and uh probably three quarters of the teams desperately did not want to draw emo because like no they didn't really know what it was i guess i guess it wasn't as universal as i thought but then the the other teams were all mad because they didn't get emo they like really planned on it (laughs) (laughs) i could tell because like in one of the my friend jeff his movie came in and like there's a character who's got like uh he's dressed in all black with his guy liner on and his black lipstick and his hair hanging down in his face it's like oh you guys really wanted Wanted emo emo, (laughs) because when you look up emo in the dictionary it had a picture of that dude beside it right Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing I give them is a story element, and I'm going to come up with a new list this year, of course, but last year, things, I, I had a list of 20 of them, and, oh man, there were things like eating something that isn't food, and okay. hiding a monstrous body part. <laughs> or I, one of my favorites, I, I, not a lot of people wound up with it, but it was uh. a... Um, a human orifice appears where one should not be. <laughs> oh so, you know, I mean, oh, it's awesome. still a sick and wrong event. Well, so I gotta of course. Make yeah, it, you got to make it weird. weird. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, though. That would be so funny. And then the big thing, uh, I mean, it's all a big thing. You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I really need to boil this down to, like, three bullet points or something. But, like, the, the last thing is that um, all the completed movies, at least all the com- movies that get completed within the rules are going to get screened for free to the public online. Oh, cool. Okay. So, like, yeah, it's going to be free to everybody to watch uh, during the stream. 
Um, and I think that's really cool because, like, I've been to these film festivals, these 48s, you know, as a guest because I have friends who, who make movies in them. And then I go to these 48s and there's, like, a dozen people in the in the theater watching these movies yeah, because yeah. they were all people working on it. And right. I'm like, that's frustrating. You know, you work really hard to make something. Yeah, you want people you want to see everybody it. to see it. Yeah, for sure. So this year, since the debacle is the screening is going to be on, the original screening is going to be on December 9th. The Sick and Wrong Film Festival starts December 10th. Ah, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the debacle movies up all weekend for anybody who can't travel to Sick and Wrong and wants to see some weird stuff. So, you know, there's just going to be a whole weekend where people can watch these movies. So so December 9th is when the debacle movies will be online to stream. And then December 10th is when Sick and Wrong is taking place down there in Orlando. That is correct. Awesome. That is correct. Awesome. And the yeah. shoot dates, if anyone's interested, I don't know, uh, if anyone wants to uh, sign up for the debacle, remember, it's open to filmmakers literally everywhere. Uh, the shoot dates, the kickoff event is going to be on Thanksgiving night. Mm, okay. <laughs> so they're going to have from Thursday night through Sunday night to finish their movie and get it uploaded. Okay. And then we'll screen them on the, on the 9th of December. Yeah, cool. So this may be something you do, and I just don't know. Do you like have a like a people's choice award for the debacle movies like get feedback directly from people who've watched the movies and then whoever you know the the movie that comes out on top quote unquote wins Mm -hmm. like the people's choice award or something do you do something like that i do do something like that so first of all i'm going to hold this up to my camera i don't know if my camera's going to pick it up but the um the first thing is that every team that completes a movie again completes their movie within the rules is going to get a challenge pin and this is the one i had last year okay yeah that's cool up. yeah but yeah I, everyone's gonna get a debacle challenge pin it's gonna be a new one this year and i don't i don't i'm only giving these to the teams that make their movies i, I i'm not selling these these aren't available anywhere right else. It's, it's not that's merch why, it's it's a it's a right it's yeah. not merch it's a challenge that's a, why i call it a challenge yeah pin. it's like a, th- a thank you for making a movie and getting it in yeah. on time and following the rules basically yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. the other the other thing is, um, I <laughs> I got to sit on this because it's not it's not 100% official yet. But last year, okay, so last year, and um, I don't I show them to you, but I actually I'm gonna have a panel of judges, okay, and they're gonna pick the top three movies. Now this is for the sick and wrong or for the debacle? This is specifically for the debacle. Okay, all right. This is specifically for the debacle. They're gonna pick the top three movies, and the three top filmmakers are going to win. I can't stress this enough. <laughs> Unique trophies. Okay. Well, These are completely unique trophies. What happened last year, mm-hmm. and it's different this year, uh, but what happened last year is I, I talked to um, uh, this guy, Dane Marks. He's a, uh, he calls himself a bootleg uh, action figure creator, and he made three one-off action figures for me to offer as prizes, as trophies to the top three filmmakers. Did you post picture, a, a picture of those earlier yeah. today? Or, I posted a picture of them today. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Patty, I went upstairs and Patty was like, "Did you see these action figures that Stephen posted?" I was like, "I was working all day." He's like, "No, I've been on Facebook." She's like, "Check these out. They were sort of freaking awesome." <laughs> they were amazing. Yeah. And just to just to like drive home uh, how my money, uh, how close my money is to my mouth here, is that <laughs> I can't show you one right now yeah. because I literally don't have them. Oh right. Those okay. Three were the only ones in existence, and they went to the winners. Nice. That's cool. Uh, 
the uh, the creator Dane, he I think he kept the models and he started making different ones, but those are the only ones that look like that right. in existence. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's Ripper. you know that's really cool because you know as as a, as awards go, you know mm-hmm. oh another trophy oh thanks another trophy oh a plaque this that everything that's unique. I mean, as far as I know, right. that's unique. That's you know. Like you said, the only one in existence. So yeah, that's super only, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, and and we're gonna. I already talked to an artist for this year, and uh, it's it's like I I don't want to. Uh, I gotta I gotta sit on it for a little while longer yeah. just to that's finalize some few things. Yeah, but yeah. I am so psyched because this artist makes incredible work, and you've probably seen it. And I'm so stoked because she's making three, again, totally unique trophies awesome. just for this contest awesome well i mean if the is now is this the same artist that did the what do you call it the sicky with the, the tentacle for the sick and wrong is it the same artist it is, it is not it oh is a not different artist. artist okay yeah okay. this is a different one right. um but that the person who makes that i'm so glad uh his name is paul berg well he he sculpts them and then he and his wife deborah they paint them oh gotcha. um and just for just for bookkeeping, the the original design was done by my friend ba- Brad Bailey a while ago. Uh, he created the 3D design, and uh, um, but now the um, some artists local here to Orlando, Paul and Deborah Berg, they sculpt them and paint them. And I was worried for a while That's cool. because I talked to Paul earlier this year, and he said the manufacturer who creates the material that he uses had just like dried up on Ooh. the pandemic. And and um, we were looking at different materials yeah. uh, that that were going to be a lot more expensive and didn't weren't going to work right. And then um, last month or a month, a month and a half ago, he he emails me. He's like, "Hey, I just got a voicemail. They've got the material." And I'm like, "Fuck, let's jump on it." Hell you know. Yeah. So the sickies are coming back this year. Nice, <laughs> nice. I know that's a, that's a big selling point for a lot of the filmmakers. Oh, definitely. Some, yeah. For some of them, is the only reason they submit. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, it's such a, it's so cool though, because well, and another thing too, it's it's nice to have separate awards for both of the uh, yeah. festivals, if you will. You know, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's it's really cool actually. Yeah. Now, I, is I the new Siki going to be a, a is going to be essentially the same thing? Is it going to be different, different colors, different sculpts well, entirely? Be, so it's going to be based on the same design. Um, he had to uh, like his mold broke. And he has to make a new mold. Oh, okay. But it's basically going to be the same as before. It's just that they're hand-painted each year. Yeah, right. right so right, right. they're all like um, – I, I guess I, – They're know, all I slightly know. unique because each yeah, each yeah. one being hand-painted is going to be slightly different from another one. So, yeah. Right. And there's like – there have been little tiny changes we've made over the course of the years. Yeah. Like the first time he made it. Um, the plaques sat on the outside of the base, and then we started making indents, so now they're on the inside uh, of the base. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of little things, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll be able kind of to tell which generation right. Siki you have. <laughs> so um, so when is uh, – when? and I know you've probably got a million things on your on your plate or about or at least half a million things on your plate. When do you want to do another <laughs> uh, another um, – uh, the 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 movie podcast I can't remember the name of it oh, off the top of my head the hold up hold up yes when do you want to do hold another up. one of yeah. those no I realized today so today as we're talking right now it's a Monday and I realized suddenly that it was the third Monday in a row that I had not published an episode ah, and okay. and I freaked out so I went on <laughs> and I, I I I posted on social media to let everybody know that um man sick and wrong and the debacle and I have a couple other things going on mm-hmm. um. 
I don't know how much I'm supposed to talk about them, but between Sick and Wrong and the debacle and then Fat Fleshy Fingers and then one or two other things, I had to put the, the podcast on hiatus for a little while. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like the end of the year right now. I'm just so swamped with stuff to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, that makes watching. sense. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. Sh- I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure you've got about a million things on your plate. You don't really need to add <laughs> more things on top of that. Yeah. Although well, I did point out on, uh, you know, uh, totally joking, of course, that if iHeartRadio wanted to hire me to run my podcast as a full-time job, uh, I'd be happy to put that back on my plate. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm open to that as well. If anybody out there at iHeart is listening, I'm happy to do that as well. I mean, you know, twist my arm, right? Well, see, that's the thing yeah, too. Seriously. Like, and I think you're in the same boat because you know I have the radio station. I do uh, my personal podcast, which is called Noise Tangent. Uh, we do the Roundtable of Fools every week, which you were on as well. Yeah, and that was then, fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to have you back on there again because, yeah, that was fun. That's like our longest episode. I think that was like close to two and a half hours. And, <laughs> and the time yeah, just flew by. You can't shut me up, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, on top of that, of course, I got a 40-hour-a-week job that I do. Right. Now, I've been working from home because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I told my – my boss is like, you know, because uh, you know as well as anybody down there in Florida, you know, the Delta variant is spiking up all over the place. And this plant that, I've, that I'm temporarily working at is out in, you know, rural Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's big, you know, oh, we ain't getting no vaccine now. You know, it's that kind of country out there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not putting my wife's health at risk because of those yahoos. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, sure. you know, I'm you know, say if you guys are okay with it, I'm going to work from home. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to find another contract that's work from home. They're like, no, you can work from home. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, and now yeah. they've decided to hire me on permanent, so which means I'll oh, have cool. benefits in the whole nine yards, which is nice. nice because you know, I'm I'm over fifty, so health insurance is kind of important. You know, you know, because yeah, our indeed. our uh, our health system here in the states is terrible and. Uh, it, based on having a job rather than you need to have health care but you know that's a whole nother uh that's a whole nother rant that you and i could go off on oh, for yeah. about an hour or so but uh anyway um i've been going off about it for about 20 years yeah now, so. well you know yeah, yeah, yeah same so uh everybody like in your household there is everybody safe and healthy and whatnot yeah it's it, it's um it's interesting that you ask like first of all yes the answer is yes good, uh good. jen has been working from home since the start of pandemic yeah uh and like I worked from home for over a year, mm-hmm. but now I'm I work at a place where I, I guess I won't call it out by name, but at my place where I work, they say, okay, so we are going to require masks for everybody indoors. Also, we have literally no way to enforce the rule. Period. And I'm like, what? Why would you? What? Ugh. Anyway, so I'm at work and I'm masking and I'm staying the hell away from yeah, people. Right. Um, but um, I am going back to work now. Last week, we both took off. We were going to um, take a week off vacation to go up to this film festival where a movie of ours was playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a long drive away, so we were going to stop halfway and see some friends. We stopped halfway and we saw some friends. And then that night in the hotel, I spent the entire night just racked, shivering uncontrollably. Mm. And when I woke up the next morning, I was just sweating like some kind of livestock. And I'm like, oh, I got, I got COVID. Yeah. I definitely have COVID, right? We have to turn around. And so we turned around and we came back and I got a rapid test and it was negative. And I'm like, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So I went and got a PCR test the next day and it came back negative. And I'm like, okay, I just, I guess I got sick. It just got, yeah, like a flu or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it it was almost, 
<laughs> this is gonna sound ridiculous. It, I'm very listen. I'm very very glad I did not get COVID. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah, definitely. I'm yeah. I'm a hundred, but I was almost mad, you know, because <laughs> yeah. like it's been a year and a half where yeah. the only thing that was ever gonna be wrong with you was gonna be COVID. Right. Right? Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. In your head, that's the only thing I could get sick from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> Wait a so, minute! All I have I is a cold. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, what is this shit? Well, yeah. <laughs> How boring. Come on, man. It's cold. Um, so instead, we just had a... It, it's great. It's a nice consolation yeah. to be living in Orlando when you're stuck having to cancel a vacation because it's fucking Orlando. Yeah, because right? it's Orlando. <laughs> yeah, there there are worse places yeah. to be stuck, I guess. Yeah, that's for sure. Right, right. Well, you know, so my latest thing, because, you know, we've been super careful because of Patty, you know, right, uh, working right. from home and this and that and the other thing. Well, after, you know, 18 months or so of that, um, last year, last summer, I had plans to go to Dragon Con mm. with, some, with some friends, and yeah. they canceled Dragon Con for the year. I was like, okay. Well, and they canceled Penzik, which is what I would normally do. Mm. So, because I, I was going to skip Penzik last year, go to Dragon Con. Well, yeah, both of them were shit canned, so it's like, okay, well, so much yeah, for that plan. Yeah. So this year rolls around, they decided to cancel or postpone Penzik again. Put it off for another year. But Dragon Con was still going on. And this was back like in May and June when all the cases were going down and people were getting, uh, you know, the vaccinations and all that stuff. So I was like, sweet. So I put it because Dragon Con's kind of expensive for the ticket. So I put it off and put it off. And I was like, okay, I got this money set aside. I bought the ticket. Literally the next day, they're like, oh, Georgia's the worst in the nation for COVID cases. I'm like, oh, fuck me. Are you kidding? (laughs) Oh, man. Damn it. But, I mean, I'd yeah. already spent the money, so I was like, well, shit. Yeah. So then I was keeping a close eye on, you know, because uh, Dragon Con, they've got, like, you know, of course, they have a subreddit. They've got a Facebook page. They've, you know, all mm-hmm. the channels that, they you know, they've got. So I was keeping an eye on all those. They made it to where they capped attendance at, like, half of what it normally is. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was required to mask indoors. And uh, in all of the venues, so there's like four or five hotels, and there's like yeah. uh, the the America's Mart, which is the the vendors area. It's like four stories of stuff, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're like, you know, and if you're indoors, I mean, and they had people posted at all the entrances, and they were watching people. They're like, hey, put your mask up, put it over your nose. You know, they were they were being, I don't want to say militant about it, but they were being strict about it, which I was happy to see. Right. God, that sounds like my fantasy world, man. Uh, was, see that shit I mean, and and honestly. I, I was there for, what, four or five days, four days, I guess. The whole time – now, outdoors, of course, is a different story because you're outdoors. It's not that big of mm-hmm. a deal. But indoors, yeah. unless people were sitting down to eat, you know, in all the hotel venues and the, the panel rooms and the, the dealer's rooms, I saw – a couple of people with like you know with dick nose undernosing yeah. and that was dick it nose, yeah yeah that's what we call it yeah. dick nose yeah and and that's <laughs> honestly that's it everybody else was masked like the whole time which was just amazing to see and so yeah so we were down there and uh you know i say for, we actually uh i took the recording equipment and we recorded an episode a pretty hilarious episode of the round table of fools as we were drinking beer at the same time and we were sitting outdoors on the patio because we had a bunch nice. of people gathered around and it was downtown atlanta so you can hear sirens going off and people fucking <laughs> yeah. hollering in the background you know it was, it was pretty hilarious but got back from there and that's a whole nother story the the hateful drive back from because i i uh, i went from pittsburgh to uh outside of charlotte a town called uh concord north carolina you know suburb of charlotte basically and then from concord to atlanta so then i did that reverse uh you know to come home but it's like 
normally it would be three hours between Charlotte and uh, Atlanta, but because of construction through South Carolina and traffic in Atlanta, it took four hours to you know to go from one place to the other. And then yeah. it took me like what would normally take from Charlotte area to my house like seven hours. It took me nine hours to get home because. I was, you know, like two o'clock in the morning. So, I, I mean, I had to stop a bunch of times to stretch my legs and to make sure I was awake and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was just a hateful drive home. But the point was there were a couple of people that have uh, reported on the um, uh, the Dragon Con homepage or the Facebook page, you know, saying, oh, I attended this panel. Um, you know, I got home and I tested positive for COVID. So anybody that might have been in that panel or something might want to get tested. Other than that, though, I mean, and I've been fine. Everybody that I roomed with has been fine. Everybody that I, yeah. you know, hung out with has been fine. You know, I think all things considered, because people are like, oh, that's going to be the new super spreader event. I don't think it was. I think uh, because Dragon Con was really strict about it, I, I mm-hmm. think they might have, I don't want to say they dodged a bullet, but I think they might have avoided what could what could have been kind of a bad scene, you know, of, you know, like a super spreader event, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. fucking, uh, yeah. what's the, the motorcycle rally, wherever everybody oh, oh sturgis was sturgis, sturgis yeah, yeah. yeah they had they held sturgis last year too yeah well you know whatever <laughs> more power I, to I, you i guess i gotta keep an eye on the the courts uh because you know sick and wrong is coming up in december mm-hmm. and who know first of all who knows the the world may be a totally different place in december we'll see but at the moment my glorious governor <laughs> has made it illegal to request uh, to to uh, demand uh, vaccinations and negative tests at events. That was something else that DragonCon required as well. Not only did you have to yeah. mask indoors, but in order to get your ticket, your you ticket. had to show proof of vaccination or get a uh, a <laughs> test. And they were doing testing right there on site too. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. My 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 fucking governor has uh, made it illegal to do that. <laughs> I mean, I've I've I kind of follow those now I, I don't have regular tv anymore so i don't watch news nearly as much as i used to but like is he trying to get people killed i don't understand yes. i don't understand the logic yes. behind it <laughs> yes no the guy okay, I, I just so don't get it i i i swear man um i don't want to sound like a fucking bomber but this dude's going to be our next president i know he is he's gunning for it too he saw the path that trump took and he's doubling down on every part of it. That's what he wants. He is he is Trump Jr. more so than any Trump's blood actually was. And he just wants it. And he is going to cater to a screeching, rabid, lunatic base as hard as he can. Because he thinks they're going to carry him to the White House. And honestly, I think he might be right about that. And it kills me. Like, I'm a, for the record, anybody listening, I do not like that idea. I think he is a psychopath. Yeah, I think no, he's, he's a fucking he's death cultist. Yeah, he and you talked about, well, Trump and uh, and DeSantis. And yeah. DeSantis, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, was it Abbott? And Texas isn't any better. No, Texas, Jesus, Texas. Boy, they really, man, I don't even get me started on that fucking abortion bill. I am livid. Uh, uh, but yeah, like, how, how is this? Mm. I'll throw this out here. Anybody that might be listening to this in the future. So right now it's uh, it's uh, f- uh, what's it? September third. Damn, I've lost track of my months. So it's September thirteenth of the year twenty twenty one. If somebody out there in the digital uh, wasteland is listening to this far into the future, please <laughs> on some le- like cobbled together piece of machine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. In in post apocalyptic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go ahead and leave the United States because it's not worth living here anymore. It's it's a terrible, terrible place. 
It's it, fucking ridiculous, it man. Is. Yeah. Yeah, everything's a bummer right now. So it it like, kind of is. You can't yeah. not, right? I mean, and here's the thing. The thing that I think drives me the craziest is the people that are screeching about not wanting to get uh, vaccinated and not oh, wanting right. to wear masks. First of all, they're one and the same person, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. It's like y y it makes no logical sense. But th now they're complaining, oh, well, now we're going to have to mask up again. And it's like, yeah, because it's your fucking fault because you won't get <laughs> yes. a vaccine. That's why we're having Jesus, problems yes. again and still is because you won't get a fucking shot in your arm that, by the way, doesn't cost you anything except time to go and get it. It's That's right. not like, oh, each shot is $200. No, it's free. It's you know, you can free. go down to the CVS and get a damn COVID shot now. But people... I had... <sighs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's I, I, like, you know, you got the people who say... Uh, and, and it's been... It, uh, you know, I'm sure that your friends and my friends on Facebook, we've done this topic to death, but like... They say, oh, I don't trust the vaccine, so I'm going to go drink livestock medication. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to take horse pace. It's like, what? Come on. What are you doing? But like um, the uh, – oh, no, oh, and the worst thing is is you, you, you're now starting to see the stories of people who have died not from COVID but because they couldn't get a fucking ICU bed because of all the nimrods who won't get a shot and are taking up all the ICU beds because they wouldn't get a fucking uh, vaccine. You remember a couple of weeks ago that uh, there was a doctor in Alabama who posted, who wrote an editorial for a, a paper in Alabama, and it was fucking heartbreaking because, like, she's, you know, oh, it's I, easy I, for I read that one, yeah. Yeah, you remember, yeah, it's yeah. hard, man. There's people dying, literally dying, asking for vaccines, right. and like, like it, it's too late. Yeah, after you. the fact, it's too late. That's right. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, every one of those, like you just said, every one of those people uh, is taking up a bed right now yep. that your father might need if he has a heart attack right right yep you know or you might need if you end up in a car wreck or something like yeah. that like, yeah it's fucking grim man yep <laughs> yeah this is was it uh somebody said this is the the worst timeline like it, something happened in two, yeah, like david timeline, bowie died yeah. in 2012 and this this timeline is just the worst timeline yeah i think we need to talk to those large hadron collider folks uh, yeah oh that's I, what it was yeah that's what it yeah. was the the large hadron collider and uh and yeah yeah i think i think somebody somebody uh Somebody owes us an explanation, goddammit. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, all right. So, uh, tell me what the – let me just uh, get it clear and just so I can uh, put it out for everybody who's listening. The 72-hour um, the film debacle is going to air, quote-unquote, on the mm -hmm. 9th of December. Correct. The, for free to everybody. For free, everywhere. yeah, to anybody that wants to watch it. That's right. And I'm sure you can go to sickandwrongfilmfest.com to jump and view it from there. Or uh, the, There will definitely be links from there, but it's sickandwrongfilm.com. Try to get film. Sickandwrongfilm.com. See, I even just, I even did your audio spots for myself, and I and I still fuck it up. And oh, so great. then the next day is That's the <laughs> yeah, just go to Facebook. Um, so then the next day is when the the Sick and Wrong Film Festival itself kicks off. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Um, my hope. I, I maybe I shouldn't say this yet. Um, my hope is to have some kind of online component for the festival, but it is going to be a live one unless. It is, I don't know, you know, as much as it is in my power, it will be a live festival. Well, here. can you, I mean, I don't know the, the, the laws or whatever, but can you request people to wear masks and not run afoul of some stupid fucking law? I mean, I, can I you? I can request them. Yeah. 
I, that, I don't. I got to look into the masking laws, yeah. and like it's going to depend a lot upon the venue. I think that we'll oh, yeah. on which yeah. venue it's going to be. But I know that I cannot require, require. Like I don't know. Maybe I can. Maybe I can before December. Maybe I can incorporate in Delaware or something like that. And then like, <laughs> that's <laughs> not a bad idea. All the online ticket sales right, require right, vaccination. Yeah, that might work. Okay. Or hell, maybe fucking. Ron DeSantis will be impeached and imprisoned or something this oh, month. Man, wouldn't be that great. be nice? Yeah, that's you know that's, that would be that would be the best outcome. I mean, you know. oh yeah. <laughs> well, uh, does isn't in a form like Charlie Crist? Wasn't he a governor previously, and now he's running again against DeSantis for this next yeah. cycle or whatever? So I did not live in Florida under Charlie Crist, oh, okay. so I have no I have no personal experience right. with him. I mean, Since honestly, I, he can't be worse than DeSantis. I mean, come on. No, yeah, no, uh, like. DeSantis, man, I thought when Rick Scott left, uh, and by the way, Rick Scott didn't leave the governorship uh, in disgrace. He fucking became a senator because Florida's the worst state. <laughs> anyway, um, when Rick Scott left, I, I thought, man, there couldn't possibly be a worse governor than Rick Scott, and I should never have fucking said that because <laughs> what I'm on dun, that trip, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Crist runs... Uh, he seems to dip his toes in every single time. Sometimes he pulls out early. Sometimes he stays all the way. I, I, it's hard to say what Charlie Crist is doing. Yeah. Uh, especially, like I said, I never lived under his his governorship, yeah. so uh, I hear conflicting reports about whether what is he just a, a sociopath stuffed shirt who'll say whatever he he can, or is he an actual? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. don't, know I don't know much about the guy. I mean, honestly, you guys could hire somebody the the dude that wears the goofy costume at disney and would probably be a better governor than ron DeSantis. To be honest. hell you could do a better better job than he could i probably could not even live in florida <laughs> he's the fucking worst he is the worst man oh every time i see him on on like because i still obviously browse the the news websites it's just like oh what what fresh hell is this? You know, what's he doing now? It's like, not only can the people not mask up and not get shots, but now everybody's required to get COVID because fuck <laughs> yeah. you. That's why. I mean, I know it's just like, what the fuck is this? I, I'm not, uh, I, I don't, I should not be throwing any stones at people's appearances. Uh, given the face that I have, but Ron DeSantis <laughs> has one of those faces that I just want to just want to punch a punchable face. Yes, just, him and him and Ted Cruz. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> oh, man, pointy little Ted Cruz. Yeah. Oh, gross. I'm Raphael Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> Raphael. Anyway, um, cool. So, uh, sickandwrongfilm.com is the, <laughs> yeah. That, yes, that's an that n is an n. That's for an n. Yes, S I C K N W R O N G film.com is where to go to uh, find all the goodness to read about Stephen, to uh, read about the Sick and Wrong Film Festival, to read about the 72-hour film debacle. And now I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that if somebody would like to enter a film or whatnot, there's probably information for that on there, there as well. Is. is that right? Absolutely information up there. If you want to submit to the festival, there's a link right there on sickandwrongfilm.com. If you're already a filmmaker, you already know about Film Freeway. Sick and Wrong is on free, Film Freeway. You can find us there. If you would like to join the debacle, if you if you are a veteran filmmaker or you've literally never filmed anything in your life, I would still love for you to join the debacle. Uh, you're going to shoot on your cell phone. That makes me happy. We had cell phone movies last year. Nice. It's delightful. Nice. I just yeah. love seeing all the shit. But the sign-up form for that is on sickandwrongfilm.com. Nice. All right. Cool. little button at the top of the screen says debacle. Click that guy. Click the debacle. Normally the debacle just happens when I'm around. I'm not sure why that is, but, you know, I, 
it's a mystery to this day but uh (laughs) so when when is the uh when is the deadline to uh submit films for the debacle Right. Yeah. So the, the, the deadline to sign up for the debacle is November 18th. November 18th, okay. And then the debacle kicks off for us in the U.S. It's uh, Thanksgiving night. Okay. So uh, there will be a live event where I give everybody their random assignments and start their clocks. And then you'll get three days to shoot a movie and uh, get, it, get it sent back to me. Very cool. The, right? uh, last year, I told you we had a team in Australia, and oh, yeah. I think they probably had the easiest time because for them, like, when I went live with them that night, like, it was, like, 10 o'clock at night or something yeah. for me, and I went live with them, and they're sitting there with, like, their coffee and bagels, and I'm like, what is going on? They're like, yeah, it's, like, 7 in the morning. We're, we're ready to get started. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Damn, yeah, that's – plus they're like, hey, we're going to film in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Australia! <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing is that last year, the way – everything had shaken out at the time australia was doing and i i think they're still doing great but they were doing amazing and i was asking the teams you know how has how has the pandemic affected your shooting and the australian team said not at all zero percent yeah (laughs) we were just out hanging out together shooting and they were all safe and everything so yeah well good for them yeah the uh, pretty much every other country in the world except for maybe india yeah uh pretty much every other country has handled it far better than we have i mean even in canada so uh, because they've been locked down in canada i've got a friend who also does a podcast he works for a hockey team up in british columbia He's there. He's an athletic trainer for them, and his wife is American, and she's down in North Carolina. Well, mm-hmm. when the uh, when the pandemic hit, they're like, "Yeah, we're not letting anybody <laughs> travel either way across the border." So, I mean, he's been oh, up there no. for you know eighteen months or whatever now. You know, yeah, I think yeah. he was finally able a couple months ago to get like a I don't want to say it like a hall pass, but basically you know permission from <laughs> yeah. the government to, to travel down to you know see his wife and his kids and whatnot. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, I, I some, think pretty much all the other countries in the world, except with a couple of notable exceptions, have handled the the pandemic mm-hmm. far better than we have. I had some friends come into Orlando recently from Austria. Oh, cool! And wow. their government, their government gave them like like a box of self testers for free to travel uh-huh. with. And uh, you know, I some people when I, I mentioned that some people are like, well, you know, those aren't very accurate. No, they got so many that they could take like five at a time. They were <laughs> yeah. taking like five a day, <laughs> sticking up uh, both nose, both nostrils at the same time, <laughs> testing, testing, testing. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what man. That's the thing that like, I don't know we're trying to. I know we're trying to land the plane, but like that's one of the things that has bothered me. I think we do need to get everybody vaccinated. Yes, but I think for the last at least 12 months we should have been testing literally everybody literally every day yeah yeah like well that and other countries are doing that yeah you know? my my job makes us do a mandatory test every two weeks that we mm-hmm. get a we get a kit in the mail uh nice. you know we get the long swab and stick it into your brain and yep. swirl it around <laughs> and then do the other one and swirl it around you know and uh, send it, so every two weeks yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um it was funny i was upstairs uh this past week uh or last week rather and um patty was in the other room and you know you got to get it way on up there and you know i start choking and gagging and sneezing she's like well it sounds like you're doing it right <laughs> like, i hope so man this is this is terrible but i mean every two weeks yeah. you know I, and it's kind of nice i mean i'm working from home so 
you know, it's not as important than I test, but nonetheless, it's nice to be able to go ahead and take that test every couple weeks sure. just to keep up with everything, you know, just to make yeah, sure yeah, everything's okay. Cool. So it's kind of nice, actually. Yeah, so I'm hoping... infections we'd get out ahead of if we just tested everybody every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, I mean, if, if they would just mandatory oh and here's another thing too about the vaccinations they're like oh i don't have time to take two shots then get the johnson and johnson shot it's one shot and you're done you know it's just i don't know it just it's just perplexing to me why people don't want to do that because yeah i I, I I love the people who are like well it's not as effective as the Pfizer. okay so right it's like 85 instead of 90 or right come on man that's not how statistics work (laughs) whatever shot you get get it yeah exactly um yeah i i I won't never understand those people but i'm hoping that uh because i think president joe is getting more and more irritated with people who don't uh who won't (laughs) take vaccinations it sounds like he's starting to get aggravated with people (laughs) like your grandpa he's just getting more and more aggravated (laughs) as time goes by he doesn't want to say anything but you can tell he's getting pissed yeah. off you know he's getting tired of this malarkey <laughs> malarkey that's exactly right <laughs> getting tired of all the malarkey he wants to have his saint patrick's day parade god damn it yeah damn it <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well let's let's leave it on an up note so uh so go to uh, i'm gonna probably uh i'll probably air this a couple of times throughout the next couple of weeks at, at least what? so normally i don't air the noise tangent uh, podcast. I just let people download it from Anchor.fm. Uh, yeah. But because it's a special occasion, I will I will air it a couple of times and you know let people listen in and uh, hopefully generate some business there. So yeah. sickinwrongfilm.com is where you go to hook up with Stephen and all of his uh, film goodness there. Thank you very much. See, it only took me <laughs> what eight twelve times to f- remember it. You know, and also of course don't forget the Sick and Wrong Film Festival itself. Uh, which will be kicking off um, in uh, December 10th, December if I'm not 10th, mistaken. That's, that's right. But all the info can be found at S-I-C-K-N-W-R-O-N-G-Film.com. Go there for oh. all your needs. And you can find them on uh, Facebook. What's the Facebook address? Uh, it, oh, God. It's like Facebook.com slash uh, Sick and Wrong Film Fest. Sick and Wrong Film Fest. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we're on we're on Instagram too cool. with an even longer name. Uh, I I had a friend tell me today I need to get on Twitter. I've had like a million friends tell me I need to get on Twitter. I hate Twitter so much, but I got to get on Twitter. Yeah. I'll get on Twitter eventually. Twitter is uh, yeah. I'm kind of with you. I'm not a big Twitter guy, but it's a good <laughs> way to get your uh, to get your your information out there to the masses in and in right. it's free. Right. So you know. <laughs> Just, I actually have somebody that does social media for me because I'm so, so bad at it. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I forget, and then, you know, I'm halfway through the show. I'm like, oh, shit, Harry, my, my show's on right now. Go and listen, you know. I just, it's, I'm it's very true, bad at it. it? <laughs> no, no, it's not actually. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> my buddy Rob, uh, he does a couple of shows for us, uh, his wife. Uh, she's a, uh, she does something similar for her, like, real job. Uh, mm-hmm. So Rob kind of voluntold. His wife, he's like, hey, you can do, you know, you can do social media for Signal to Noise. And she was like, okay. So, you know. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, nice. it's fine for me. Because, like I said, I forget and I misspell shit. And, you know, all the, you know, all the 50 hashtags. I'm like, I'm putting three hashtags down there and that's it. That's all I can come that's up it. with. That's it. So, that's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> that's what you'll get and you'll like it. But, uh, cool. Yeah. So, I'm going to air this uh 
probably two, three, maybe four times throughout the next couple of weeks. So, awesome. um, yeah, absolutely. So thanks for uh, taking the time. It's always good to just chat with you. Uh, yeah, we will yeah. have you on uh, Roundtable of Fools and we you know the next couple of weeks if you got some time. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. I'd be happy to. Cool. We'll do that. That'd be fun. Fools. And uh, you can be one of the you can be one of the fools at the table. <laughs> and uh, and you know you can plug some more stuff and just you know shoot the breeze with us for a couple hours. Yeah, that sounds like fun, man. Cool. All right. Thanks again for uh, <laughs> taking the time, and um, we will see you on the round table of fools. And everybody, go to s i c k n w r o n g film dot com for all of the juicy info. Awesome. Thanks Eat. a lot, Tom. No worries. Thanks. You've been listening to Noise Tangent, featuring Stephen Stahl, a production of Signal to Noise Radio and Wind Up Creations. To get all of the information for the Sick and Wrong Film Festival and the 72-hour film debacle, please go to S-I-C-K-N-W-R-O-N-G-Film.com or Facebook.com forward slash Sick and Wrong Film Fest. The music you're hearing is by Streambeats. Find them on Spotify or go to streambeats.com for royalty-free music for your podcast or YouTube channel. Noise Tangent is copyright 2021 Signal to Noise Radio and Wind Up Creations. Thank you for listening.